I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. Does Danny Garcia have any fans left? This is not some sort of rhetorical question. I would genuinely like to know if there are any people out there who get excited for a Danny Garcia fight and say, Oh my gosh, Danny Garcia is fighting again? He's one of my favorite fighters. In fact, he's my favorite fighter fighting right now. I'm so excited for his upcoming fight. Because looking at the past couple of years of of, uh, Danny Garcia's career, it makes you think that his fan base has to be slowly dwindling down to... uh, I don't know how much of his extended family he knows of because after his uh, great victory over Lucas Matisse at the end of 2013 on the undercard of the Floyd Mayweather-Canelo Alvarez fight, I thought, okay, he's just won the lottery now. He's going to be the next person to fight Floyd Mayweather. Uh, That fight never materialized because Danny and his father felt that he wasn't ready to go up to welterweight. Okay, fine. So then they make the big deal about him fighting in Puerto Rico And he uh, fights Mauricio Herrera, which a lot of people felt that he should have lost that fight. Then came the uh, embarrassing mismatch against Rod Selka, who was 19-3, and had no business uh, fighting the junior welterweight champion of the world. Then came the uh, Lamont Peterson fight in 2015, and... People were thinking, okay, this is a real challenge. This should be uh, this should be interesting. And again, close and controversial. A lot of people felt uh, that Lamont Peterson won. I recall Shane Mosley being very upset about that decision because he was even playing clips of Danny apparently saying that, uh, I know, like, I lost, I lost. Uh, to me, it didn't sound like he was saying I lost, but at the same time, I'm not going to argue with Shane saying, oh, no, that's not what he said. Whatever. So then he has an unnecessary fight with Polly Malignaggi to uh, finish off the... Uh, that was in August of 2015, and that was... He only had two fights in uh, 2015, and it's like, okay, why are you fighting Paul Malignaggi? He's uh, coming off a, a knockout loss to Sean Porter, and personally has no business being in the ring, and... The result was predictable, got knocked out. So then he decides, okay, it's time to move up to welterweight. And he decides, or it's not that he decides, but unfortunately they decide that the best opponent to fight for the vacant WBC world title was Robert Guerrero, who was, uh, his his previous two fights were uh, the loss to Keith Thurman and that the following fight that he had uh, that was against Aaron Martinez that should have been proof enough that he had no business being in the ring because he was very very lucky to get a split decision victory in that fight he was down he was he was losing and I remember I did score for for uh, Guerrero by just I think maybe one point but uh, even then if uh, somebody had Martinez winning that fight Go ahead. But regardless, he had no business really facing Danny Garcia for a vacant title. So you think, okay, something's got to turn around for this guy. He's got to face one of the big dogs in the welterweight division. Have it be Sean Border. Have it be Keith Thurman. Have it be anybody, really. How about Errol Spence? Well, uh, somebody had mentioned that, and uh, apparently Danny Garcia has said that Errol Spence needs to pay his dues first. So instead, 
before he uh, moves up, or not moves up, but uh, before he finally has the big showdown fight with Keith Thurman, which is apparently scheduled for next year, he is going to be fighting Samuel Vargas. 25 wins, two losses, one draw. Yeah. Have you heard of this guy either? No. In fact, uh, the only reason a lot of people know about him was because last year he got knocked out by Errol Spence. And it's kind of funny, and even Errol Spence wrote this on Twitter. Errol Spence wrote, Danny Garcia is saying that I gotta pay my dues, but at the same time, he's fighting a guy that I knocked out last year. How can so- how can somebody, you know, look at Danny Garcia's career choices and say, "Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of this guy. This guy's this guy's awesome." He is not. Okay? And and what's worse is that he knows this is a crappy fight, but he's trying to pass this off as uh I don't know, he's trying to turn uh chicken shit into chicken salad, but he's not doing a good job. He's actually gone so far as to say that this might be the best fight of November. Seriously? Okay, so in a month, I mean, let's face it, there's no big boxing bouts in October this year. But in November, when we're going to have amazing fights like uh, Andre Ward versus Sergey Kovalev for the light heavyweight championship, we've got uh, Vasily Lomachenko uh, facing off against undefeated Nicholas Walters. And also, we've got Manny Pacquiao coming out of his brief retirement to fight Jesse Vargas. And Danny's saying that, no, 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 no. It's his fight against Samuel Vargas that's going to be the best of the month. Come on, man. You're not even facing the best Vargas. And somehow you think that fight's going to be the best of the month? What the hell is the matter with you? Oh, too much of that Al Heyman Kool-Aid, I think. Good God almighty. It's one thing if you want to say that you're going to put on a dominating performance because that's what's expected of you, fine. But he's saying stuff like, oh, I'm actually quite worried about facing Samuel Vargas because he, he's a fighter with nothing to lose. I, I'm really worried about that. When, when him and Angel are not talking crap about an opponent, you know that they're worried, oh, God, this is not a great matchup. People are going to take a dump on this fight. Uh, you know, we've really got to play up the opponent, even though we know he's not really worthy. It's just sad and pathetic, and uh, yeah, if if people want to stream that fight, go right ahead. Seriously, what has PBC done lately to make you say, oh no, this is something I want to tune in and see? They're not doing that for you. Which is why their business model is uh, in a lot of trouble, and that's why PPC might be off the air sooner rather than later. But that's another topic for another time. Moving on! This has not been the best year for Adrian Broner. At the beginning of the year, he was involved uh, in an apparent robbery where he stole and... uh, well, he stole $5,000 apparently from somebody who'd won the money from him in a bowling contest, and he apparently assaulted the guy, and it looked like, oh god, more jail time for this talented, if, you know, if somewhat troubled young fighter, but uh, just when it seemed like he was going to escape uh, trouble, he shows up to court 
four hours late. So he gets sentenced to uh, 30 days for contempt. And uh, then there was the little incident last week where he was writing on Twitter that he could not handle life anymore. He uh, he'd actually wrote, uh, he tweeted, uh, quote, I'm doing it today. Sorry, sorry. I'm going home. I love y'all. And people were very worried that uh, he was going to commit suicide. Now, as you may be able to tell, I'm not a big fan of Adrian Broner, but that doesn't mean that I want him to end his life. If he lives to be, you know, 100 years old, fine, good for him. Just because I don't like somebody doesn't mean I want them dead, okay? But uh, he says that he's doing well at the moment, but uh, recently it was reported by TMZ that uh, he is in more trouble. He has been cited for misdemeanor battery at a Vegas nightclub for allegedly choking a waitress. And, of course, Broner's denying all the allegations. Um, Cops were called to Dre's nightclub at around 3.30 a.m. on Sunday where a female waitress complained that Broner had put his hands on her and threatened to knock her out. Now, contrary to popular belief, no, you are not allowed to choke a waitress in Vegas. I mean, it can be infuriating when you ask for, you know, a Jack and Coke and they bring you an Apple Teeny, but all you do is you say, no, that's not my drink. And, you know, you just apologize for any confusion or whatever. You just accept the apology. Rather, why are you apologizing if they bring you the wrong drink? But, uh, Broner was not arrested. He, uh, he does have. He was handed a citation with notice to appear in court at a later date, uh, and there apparently is a witness to back this up. Uh, I don't know what it is with Broner, because he. I've said before he is talented, and I said a couple years ago that he would be headlining pay per views one day, but that hasn't happened yet. And if this keeps up, uh, it's not going to, which is a pity because. Like him or not, you have to admit, he is incredibly talented. He's arrogant, braggadocio, coming out the ass, but you know what? You can't deny that he's talented. But uh, I hope that uh, I hope that any legal troubles that he, uh, that he has this year, they don't follow him into 2017. He apparently has a fight with Ricky Burns coming up for sometime next year. I think that'd be a very interesting fight. But... Uh, it's not going to be an interesting fight if uh, he has to go to jail. Because then the fight won't take place, duh. Moving on. Tony Bellew made uh, short work of BJ Flores. Uh, th- th- this was a good fight. Uh, Flores was down four times in total. Three times in round two alone. And uh, in round three... You could just tell that BJ Flores was... He, he just knew, I can't do it. For the life of me, I just cannot beat this guy. And he, there, there was a, a, resi- a resigned look in his face. You, you could tell that part of him wanted to keep going, but he also saw the futility of it. That there's no point. And th- there, there were times where he was uh, looking to the referee at and uh, complaining about things, talking to the referee, and I just thought, you can't be doing that. Someone as experienced as you should kind of know better, especially when you're in against a fighter like Tony Bellew, 
who's the cruiserweight champion. But yeah, Tony Bellew retains his WBC cruiserweight title. Uh, probably did the smart thing moving up after uh, losing at light heavyweight. But all enough, the, the fight was good. Good performance from Bellew. But I thought what was uh, very interesting was what happened afterwards. He, uh, as soon as the fight was over, he went uh, to the side of the ring and he was uh, saying something to David Hay. And uh, apparently the two don't like each other. <laughs> And uh, Bellew wants to make a fight, and this is what he had to say about it. I have to get up close to express how I feel and tell someone. And you see him, he's been conning the British public since this pathetic comeback of his. Listen to me right now. Let's be totally honest. David, let's be totally honest, brother. Them two guys you just fought, I could be, they're in town now. They're actually, they're working, they're either working on nightclub doors or they're putting the bins away. Them two guys you fought last two were a joke. And you're robbing everybody who pays to come in the arena. Listen, you, you predicted BJ was going to beat me, didn't you? You predicted he was going to be, he got smashed. And you see you, you're going to get smashed too. I don't care how deep, how dangerous you think you are. We remember what happened when I was an amateur. We remember what happened when I was an amateur and you were fighting for the British title. Me and Pricey spanked you in the gym and the next day you pulled out against Mark Hobson. And you know what? With 10 ounce gloves on, boy, I'll put you and that pathetic haircut to sleep. In all fairness, David Hayes' haircut does look a bit ridiculous. It's kind of like, kind of like he's trying to look like what would happen if a human mated with a pineapple. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I, that actually reminds me. I need to get a haircut. But uh, then he then he had more to say, and I really like it when the British are angry and talking trash at each other. I don't know why. It always sounds a lot more civilized. I'll deal with you in a boxing. I don't fear you. You've got this big all on yourself. I don't care. I get ten ounce gloves on, and I don't care. I smashed your buddy, your playmate, your playboy, your nightclub buddy, and I will smash you the exact same way. So would you do it at heavyweight? I will do it anywhere. I've got two weight. He's really a cruiserweight. If the truth be known, he's the same dimensions as me. I have a little bit more fat and he's a bit better looking. But the top and bottom of it is, he's his dimensions put him at a cruiserweight. He's six foot three, the same as me. But with that SpongeBob hairstyle, he's about six four. He's a cruiserweight. He's going to heavyweight because he loves money and he loves big paydays. Well, brother, I'm the biggest payday you can get hold of right now, so bitch, we better do it soon. Okay, apologies if anybody is offended. Uh, just for the record, I do not apologize if anybody was offended. Sorry about that. I know that, you know, Justin wants to keep the profanity down to a minimum, but guess what? It's my show. So... That fight does seem very interesting. Tony Bellew versus uh, David Hay. Whether it take place at heavyweight or cruiserweight, Bellew says that Hay is still a cruiserweight, and who knows? Maybe he is. I mean, I don't really care too much about David Hay because he's not fighting anyone of any real consequence. He said that he was going to fight uh, Shannon Briggs if he had won his last fight, but it doesn't look like that's going to be happening anytime soon. Oddly enough, the last time David Hay did fight was uh, around five months ago, and he weighed in at 224 pounds. So getting him under the cruiserweight limit of 200 pounds might prove difficult. Uh, Bellew admitted that uh, he's got a bit more fat on him. That might make it easier 
to move up to heavyweight. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, the fight does sound interesting. So uh, if it can happen, great. And uh, they also got uh, Bellew's promoter, Eddie Hearn. And uh, he asked about the possibility of that fight happening. If you want Tony Bellew against David Hay, let's hear you. Okay, it's only fair that David has his say. I'll leave it to you guys to discuss it down there. I hope it does happen next year. It would really uh, make up for just how crappy 2016 has been in terms of boxing and life in general. Moving on. The long and historic career of Bernard Hopkins is finally coming to an end. Uh, It was announced recently that Bernard is going to have one last fight at the age of... uh, He's going to be 51 years old, but uh, he says, nope, this is it for me. Uh, It will be taking place December 17th in uh, the uh, Forum in Inglewood, California. His opponent is Joe Smith Jr. He is 22-1, and 18 knockouts, 27 years old. His only loss came back in 2010. Uh, he was knocked out, but uh, this is a great opportunity for uh, this young man at light heavyweight. 27 years old. Uh, I'm trying to remember how old Kelly Pavlik was when he fought Hopkins, but... Wow. Uh, Bernard Hopkins' career was actually supposed to end about 10 years ago, back in 2006, June of uh, 2006, actually, June 10th, and that was supposed to be his final fight against Antonio Tarver for the light heavyweight championship of the world. A brilliant performance from Hopkins. uh, Easily ranks up there as one of his best. This has been a bit overdue, personally. I felt that the uh, the Kovalev fight should have been the last fight for him, but uh, he decided, no, I'm, I'm not really retired. Ring Magazine, despite the fact that he hadn't fought in over a year, they still had him ranked. And, uh, I mean, that, that was only recently that he was uh, str- uh, removed from their rankings, but still... I mean, if if this is the way he wants to end his fight or end his career, good for him. De La Hoya has actually uh, put it into his contract that, yes, this is going to be the last fight of his career, that there are no more. I mean, we've been down this road before. I thought that uh, the fight with Kelly Pavlik actually was going to be the last fight of his career. Then maybe, uh, maybe after he beat Chad Dawson... Which he never, which never happened. I thought then he might retire, regardless of what happened in that fight. I mean, even after Hopkins lost that uh, second fight, I thought, okay, he's going to retire now. But no, didn't happen. That was all the way back in 2012, and here we are in 2016, and finally, 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 Bernard Hopkins is going to retire. He also uh, said that he would be going under the moniker of the Executioner. Which is good. I mean, granted, he hasn't... People are like, oh, he's not really much of the executioner because he hasn't knocked anybody out since 2004. And granted, that's been my opinion as well. But at the same time, um, it's hard to deny that uh, the jobs that he's put on, people like Antonio Tarver, 
Roy Jones Jr., Kelly Pavlik, that those weren't executions in their own right. Slow, slow, torturous executions, but executions nonetheless. And the the alien nickname never seemed right. It, it's just like, no, it, it's too weird. But anyway, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this fight turns out. Uh, it's going to be taking less, just a, a little over a week before Christmas. Uh, either way, I... Well, obviously, it is going to be the last fight of Hopkins' career. I don't think that, uh, win or lose, I, I think that he knows, okay, that's it. Time to just walk off into the sunset. And who knows, maybe, it'd be interesting to see Bernard Hopkins become a trainer, but, uh, that's a discussion for another time. Moving on. On the last podcast, I talked about the possibility of Vladimir Klitschko versus Anthony Joshua taking place. I gave uh, my own reasons why I thought it could happen, but also my own reasons why I thought that it might not happen. And it looks like the deal is nearly complete, but it seems that the only thing that is kind of uh, the real holdup from this fight being secure is the vacant WBA world title. Now, Klitschko held that title, but obviously he lost it last November during the upset to Tyson Fury, uh, naturally because of uh, the issues with Tyson Fury. (coughs) Sorry. Uh, Because of the issues with Tyson Fury, he vacated the WBA, WBO, and IBO titles to focus on his mental health issues. Now, uh... Both parties for the Klitschko and Joshua camps have submitted a request to the WBA asking the sanctioning body to approve the fight for the vacant title. But uh, there's still a bit of a holdup. We're we're trying to figure out if this fight is going to happen. But Klitschko has said regardless that he is going to be fighting on December 10th whether Joshua's in his opponent or not. So... Hopefully, by the time the the uh, next podcast comes out, we will have an answer. Personally, I think the WBA should grant this. I mean, I know jack about sanctioning bodies. Some people would say a lot more. But uh, <laughs> I, I really think that this is the best fight that can be made in the heavyweight division right now after... After we had such a year where nothing big really happened, it, it, there was a lot of potential for great things to happen, but nothing did. Now, whether you want to blame that on who or what sanctioning body or whatever, regardless, it didn't happen. This is a chance to hopefully breathe some new life into the division and make 2017 a big year for heavyweight boxing. Hopefully. Hopefully we'll have an answer soon. Anyway, that's all we have for you this week. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Boxing for Free podcast. You can find us online at www.boxingforfree.com. That's boxing, the number four, free.com. Twitter.com slash boxingforfree. Be like Arislandi Lara, Robert Guerrero, Berman Stavern, Miller Adzizic, Adonis Stevenson, Glenn Johnson. Wow, that's a lot of famous boxers and hundreds of others. And follow us on Twitter. Go to youtube.com slash boxingforfree and like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash boxingforfree page. You can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, and several other podcast directories. If you use iTunes, give us a review and let everyone know that the Boxing for Free podcast is your source for boxing news and commentary. 
I'm Andrew Schweitzer. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in next time. I'll put you and that pathetic haircut to sleep. Believe that's it.